Hello, and welcome to my show, The Natalie Noyes Podcast, where I interview business owners and entrepreneurs in their respective fields and areas of expertise. As a natural networker and connector with a passion for storytelling, I can promise you that you will walk away thinking deeper as you listen to some of my guests discuss their journeys in business, real estate, entertainment, and more. On today's episode, I speak with Stephanie Mariona, realtor and creative professional. Steph is an incredibly inspirational woman. We talk about her creative work in photography, hair and makeup, and now her successful career in real estate. We also discuss balancing motherhood and professional growth. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. How are you doing, Stephanie? Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much, Natalie. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Um, just to be really one of the the first pioneers of your podcast. So I feel excited um, to get this conversation going and share a lot of value with our listeners. Thank you so much. I am also excited. So Steph, why don't you tell me how we met? I am your cousin's wife, um, but you know we met way back when and uh, when we first started dating. And over the years, our relationship has just developed. We both are mothers and uh you know entrepreneurial spirits so that was one way that we connected and um, i think we think very similarly which has brought us closer over the years as well yeah so steph you're my cousin's wife and you looked so beautiful at the wedding i love the little veil and the the look that you had thank you and i think annabelle was your flower girl yes yes she was gorgeous it's crazy to think that it's already almost been five years this June will be five years since our wedding. Doesn't it feel like just yesterday? It feels like just yesterday. The time has gone and passed and two babies later for us and a new home. It's It's been very exciting and uh, crazy, chaotic, but in a good way. And you've done so much. I've always thought of you, I think we sat down and had like a lunch one time. We had a few different but, lunches. Yeah. We did Shogun and Yeah. Yeah, we did. And yeah. then you were expecting yeah. So one of them though, when I first like sat down and like talked to you, I realized how creative you were and you've done various creative things. Can you tell me a bit about your passion for photography to cosmetology and now the current industry you're in, you're in real estate. So how do those creative ventures kind of lead into what you're doing today? Yeah. So actually I, I got into photography and video making Um, because I've had a passion for fitness for a long time. So I wanted to document my fitness journey. So I had a friend um, that I used to go to the gym with, and uh, she would always bring her camera and be taking pictures. And this is like way over 10 years ago. So this has been quite a while now, probably closer to 14 years ago, 15 years ago. When she first brought her camera around and I saw the pictures, I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. I was just so amazed by documenting your journey in life. And for me, it was fitness at the time. So I immediately went out and bought myself a Nikon. I think it was a D3400 camera. And I was over the moon about it. And I was just taking pictures of everyone. It wasn't really a business thing. It was more of a, I really enjoyed to do this kind of thing. And I found that I did have a passion for photography. And also I got into video editing slowly, but surely at that time to document, like I said, my fitness journey. And over the years, I just continued to do it. And I mean, it was like, 
a daily thing for me. I mean, every time I would go to the gym, I would always be recording, you know, in hopes that I would be able to like motivate and inspire others on their journey and share the exercises that I was doing with them so that they can see results just as I had seen them for myself. Again, it was, I wasn't thinking business at the time. I wasn't thinking money. I was in the restaurant industry and it was just kind of my my fun safe space like this is what I do when I'm not at work and I really enjoy it so that's how I got into photography and then I slowly started taking it a little bit more seriously you know I don't think there was a time where it was ever my main main gig but um, I always did it and I realized that I didn't dive completely into photography I dived I would say about 75-80% in I did a couple mentorships, a couple, um, you know, styled photo shoots and things like that where I was able to link up and meet other photographers, kind of learn the industry. But I don't know what it was if it was just there was something that wasn't pushing me to take it further, whether it was just my will for not wanting to take it further. I'm not really sure. I just didn't take it further. Um, And you know, sometimes we have mental limits. So I would say that that was definitely a thing for me. And you know, as you get older, you grow and you learn, you know, to push beyond those mental limits and say, no, it's, it's possible. I can do this. I just got to find the different resources and work with the different people to make this all come to life and make it happen. But I don't think I was I think I think was more premature in my thinking back then when I was running that business. So that's my photography story. And you know, I still do it to this day for events and certain friends and family. I'll take pictures because I absolutely love it. So um, photography is more of a passion project for me where I get to just kind of do it whenever I feel like it. You know, it's more of a hobby for me and I like it that way. And then as far as hair, I got into the beauty industry like kind of right before COVID really hit, you know, a couple years before COVID, I ended up getting pregnant with my first baby. I was full head in, you know, doing hair and working out in West Hollywood. And I loved every second of it. That's where my dreams really came to life. And I said, wow, like I'm enjoying this. I don't care how many hours a day I'm working on this because I love it. That was a beautiful moment for me because I was able to say, I can do this in any business. You know, I can take this passion as long as I love what I'm doing and do it in any business. So what ended up happening in that situation is that um, I got pregnant and then obviously all those riots were going on out there. Things were crazy. Lots of restrictions for hair salons during the COVID era and a lot of salons needed to shut down. Back in 2020, I think beginning of 2021. And so when all of that happened, um, you know, I got pregnant. So, you know, it wasn't a need for me to work at the time. So, you know, I just decided, hey, I'm gonna come home, be with family and really just enjoy and soak in this moment of my first pregnancy and take care of my baby and take care of myself and rest. That's how I kind of, I guess stepped away from the hair industry. I did end up going back to work for a little bit, but again, um, you know, my babies are both so young at this time that we felt, you know, my husband and Jason and I felt that it was best for us that, you know, we were the one to watch our kids because of how young they are. So with that being said, I kind of took on the full-time mom role again. During that time, my, um, you know, Crystal and Carlos, your aunt and uncle and, um, 
my in-laws, they were buying some properties and looking into buying some properties. And I had sat down with one of the agents um, in one of the houses that we were touring for them. And she was just telling me, oh, Stephanie, you should get into real estate. She's like, I keep telling Carlos he should get into it, but that's been years already and he hasn't gone through with it, you know? And I just said, you know what? I've always been so motivated during my pregnancies and I was pregnant with my second child at that time. And so what I said is, you know what? I'm not working right now. Why not invest in myself and learn a new skill. And so I said, it's gonna tie together everything I love to do. I get to create content. I get to dress up, do my hair beautiful, and wear cute outfits, you know? And lastly, I get to connect with people, and that's one of my favorite things to do. So really just merging all those different aspects of business and life together, I said, real estate is perfect. It's the perfect, um, industry for me to go into. And honestly, before that, I had never considered it in my whole entire life. I never I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. I, when you told me, cause I was doing real estate, I, I took classes years ago. Uh-huh. And so when you told me that you were like, Oh, I just took my classes. I was like, I, wait, when I didn't hear about this. Mm-hmm. So how long was your program? So, um, I was pregnant at the time. I tried to do it, um, you know, obviously as quickly and efficiently as possible, but I believe that from the start of my program to the end, I got my license within seven months of starting my program. I did like it. It was mostly online. Like honestly, everything was online. The only time I went in person was to pick up my textbooks. So I had never honestly considered real estate, but um, being that my husband and I, you know, we do wanna follow in his parents' and my in-laws' footsteps and be able to purchase homes and rent them out and have that be one of our main businesses, I thought it would be smart for me to know the industry. So even at the time, my thinking was more so not even to go full force with it. My thinking was more so, hey, let me get this information so I can be a responsible business owner and know what's going on and not just be kind of on the back lines. Like I wanna be on the front lines knowing everything about my business and you know, knowing the ins and outs. In real estate, you're you're representing people who have, you know, there's five people on the on the property and the title. You know, so you have lots of complicated scenarios that you have to also navigate and help mm-hmm. in the best way. And if that's outsourcing and saying you need to speak to title company, you need to speak to whatever company is going to best inform you on moving forward. I think some people are just not aware that there are lots of ways to get something done. And so this this also speaks to the value that we provide um, to our, our clients when it comes to helping them navigate their family, you know, their properties and selling and buying of properties. Definitely. I remember that you and I, you told me to go with the crash course. I, had, I was like deep in, in an MBA program inside of oh, that crash course yeah, and yeah, she yeah. was so funny. And then we both got licensed and we even did our headshots together. You helped mm-hmm. me find a photographer and I've had so many compliments on her photography. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah on my cards. Great. So Love Linda, Linda, shout out. Yeah. Like you, I, I'd also pursue, I like the creative side of things, but specifically I want to know how do you approach your creative, you know, talents and, and applying it to the business? Yeah. So for me, I think, uh, the most important thing, even creativeness aside, but it kind of ties in as well is individualizing and customizing every single client relationship that you have. For example, I know we were talking about, you know, 
um, your, one of your neighbors and how, you know, you would approach them and sharing your business with them and that you are in the industry now, um, since you last spoke with them. And I think what's important is to know as much as you can to gather as much information that you can about whoever it is that you're going to be talking to, whether they are your current client or if they are your past client, every client, no matter where they are on the timeline or span with you, it's important to know about them, right? Because if it's a past client and you're calling to just have a follow-up conversation about their home or ask them if they're looking to invest in anything else or if they're ready to upsize and move into a bigger Mm -hmm. home, any conversation you're going to have, you're going to want to custom tailor it to that person and remember things. So I always take notes about all of my clients or people who are prospective clients and I write down things about them in my little contact card for them. That way the conversation is very personalized and they do feel like I took the time to care enough uh, to understand them as a person as well. So that's how I customize is I really just try to gather as much information I can about them so I can give them a custom tailored experience with me. I think that's great. And that's also um, what differentiates you as their agent. So you do a lot of posts on social media and I, I love seeing your stuff. How do you use social media to connect with potential clients and build your, continue building out your real estate brand? Yeah. So something I aim or shoot to do every time I make a real estate post, well, that would be post when I'm sharing my business, right? Um, when I'm sharing my business, I want to make sure that I'm answering questions of potential clients. So there's people out there that Maybe they're already working with another realtor um, or they had have one in the family. You just, you never know. You know what I mean? Um, or they don't have a realtor at all and they have questions, right? I try to come up and answer questions that potential clients might have. I'm always looking to add value to my prospective clients and my current followers and database on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it might be that I'm doing those posts. There are a lot of people out there that have questions and they don't even know what questions they exactly have until you start putting something on their radar and then they're like, oh, and then they follow up with you. Do you think social media, you know, Instagram or what channels do you use and are they effective? Yeah. So right now, um, you know, my goal over the next coming year is to definitely expand myself because I do feel, yes, we can always become better, but I feel like I've pretty much closely mastered Instagram. I know pretty much how it works, you know, how to get the results that I'm looking for as far as connecting with current followers. So now my goal is to build other channels out. I do do Facebook. I have a little bit of a different following base age group on there. It's a little bit of an older age group on my Facebook. And then maybe some people, I would say Facebook is more targeting people from late, mid, late thirties plus, you know, which is a great database for real estate. Honestly, I would say it's really good. Um, but as far as Instagram is more going to be in my experience, like first time homeowners, you know, younger people in their late twenties, um, to early forties, mid forties is who I'm trying to target. What advice do you have for other real estate professionals looking to enhance their lead gen strategies? We talked a little bit about the the video creation and creating value. What other tips do you have? Well, um, something that I've been doing is I take my business cards and I look for local hotspots in the area that allow you to put your card up on their board. You know, there's been like donut shops that I go to and they allow you to put your cards out. Getting um, little card holders and putting your cards out 
anywhere that will allow you to put it that you know is going to get in front of people. Because the goal for lead generation is to get your name out there and to get in front of clients because that's how you get business, right? So yes, Instagram, social media, all very important. But there are people that still go out into the real world and, you know, are at different places, shops, local favorites, and you want to be there. You want to be seen at those spots. So anywhere you can get involved there. And then you can always ask people for their business. So for example, if you know anyone, um, you know, like say you know a restaurant owner or, or a salon owner, do your best to create and build relationships. That is what I'm focusing on this year is to put myself out there, whether I'm feeling shy or introverted. My goal is to introduce myself to business owners and create a relationship to where I'm their go-to realtor. That if somebody inside that salon or inside that restaurant or inside, you know, wherever it might be inside that business at that time, asks for a recommendation or it comes up in conversation that I'm the first one to come to mind. This year, lead generation is all about creating real relationships with people. And that's my focus. I love that stuff. And I love how you go the extra mile for your clients. And I think as you take on more clients, this gets harder to do. But I think innately, when you have a passion to help and to make a difference in someone's transaction and their in their in the relationship you have with them but you're it's a transaction right you're helping them buy or sell a home and so I think that little bit extra always goes a long way and it's it's valued and I think that also keeps you at the forefront of their mind when they're thinking okay who am I going to refer who needs help that I know I know this person can take good care of them so I think certainly in in business relationships matter and doing good things matter you know And, and being authentic in my last podcast I spoke with a friend and we just discussed how there are a lot of people that are not as authentic. And I think that just the way you handle your business is going to really speak for itself. Right. You know, at the end of the day. So you're creative and you have really good creative ideas. Like how much time do you spend planning out things you're going to do for your clients or whether it's lead gen or your current clients? There's not a lot of time. And especially as a mom of two, it's very limited for me. And I have to be diligent with my time. I try to be strategic by being personalized. So instead of doing a ton of things, I try to make the things that I do do for my clients very valuable, whether it's answering questions or delivering them something, um, you know, as far as going into creativeness. So I had cold called, um, this was in the very beginning, I had cold called one of my clients and he was going through a really hard time and he couldn't talk. And so I had to like reschedule the call with him multiple times over. And by the time I finally got through to him, he get, he tells me, he goes, my dog just passed and it's been really hard on me and my family. This dog has been in our family for like 15 plus years. And I just simply asked him, if you don't mind me asking, what is your dog's name? And I went on Amazon immediately and I ordered him a custom, it was right before Christmas. So I ordered him a custom ornament with his dog's name um, in remembrance of his dog. And his dog's name was Yogi. I was, thought it was so cute. And I sent that over to him and he's not, they're not even ready to move forward and sell their house yet. But he has shared with me that when they're ready to put it on the market, they're going to call me. And they had already had a realtor, all that, but it was that one little extra step I took. I didn't think about the 20 or $25 that I spent to invest in him and his, you know, and sharing that little gift with his family. I really just did it out of the kindness of my heart because I know what you put out, it it does come back to you. 
So it's little things like that. So doing special, so good stuff, special, <laughs> custom tailored actions that are going to result in something great. Because you've heard the saying, and I love the saying, they don't care until they know how much you care. And that has just, once I heard that for the first time, I've really tried to live my life about it because I'm like, it's so true. Even for me, service providers that I have that do little special things for me, I'm like, it's touching, you know, it really is touching and heartwarming in a world that is non-communicative. It's not like it used to be. The relationships aren't as personal in my opinion um, just because of social media. I mean, it's more so everything's mostly through a phone nowadays. So for someone to go above and beyond for you, it really touches my heart. And that's my goal for my clients and future clients, friends and family. So well said. And that's a, a great example. It's really exciting to see how you can like plant little opportunities to bless someone like that. Yeah. They're not expecting it. Definitely. What uh, tools and technologies do you find most helpful in your day-to-day organization with your business? Well, my, I know a lot of people swear by the Google calendar. Um, I haven't dived into that one yet. I use my Apple calendar for everything. It's, you know, best used when there's another Apple user because you can share tasks with them, you know, and all that. So I love my Apple calendar. Um, I plan out my day. I schedule things ahead of time. And I just make sure that every day I just go back to my daily schedule and I make sure that everything gets executed. I think being organized, time blocking is very important to me. What can I get done, you know, in the first third of the day, second, and, you know, in the p.m.? So I try to schedule my days out that way to be as efficient as possible as an agent and mother. Yeah, and mother to two young kids. Yeah, two and two. How old is Josie? She just turned two. Two. Yeah, so I still I still feel it's two under two because, you yeah. know, it's so they're so close they're together. Little, yeah. But, yeah, she just turned two, and then Cristiano just turned seven months. So, yeah, full-time you. schedule. So your day-to-day, I know that you still value fitness. You still value creative ventures. Right. What does your day look like if you're going to walk me through, like, your, like a typical weekday schedule? Okay, yeah. So, like – you know, as a mother, things, the schedule always changes depending on what's going on that day, right? But um, in my ideal day where I have the time to execute as I would like to, uh, normally I wake up first thing in the morning, I write out my intentions for the day, and then I quickly move into a small prayer, usually, you know, uh, two to five minutes, not nothing crazy. Um, after I get the prayer in, I jump in the car, I go to the gym. It's usually around six o'clock at that time. Um, I'm at the gym for anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour. I head home, I get in a little bite to eat, I get my coffee in and I take a really quick shower and I have to hop on role play by eight o'clock. So I role play from about eight to 8.30. After that's done, I like to just kind of get the kids situated and organized for the day. And once I do that, I start making phone calls and I have a little playpen for the kids. So they're usually right behind me um, while all of this is going on. Or, you know, if Jason happens to be home from work that day, it's nice because he can help out. Um, but I'll typically jump on calls from 9 to 12, 9 to 1230. And then I do a little bit of a lunch break. And then I'll spend some time with the kids from, you know, 1 to 3-ish, you know. 
Um, and then depending on if I need to do any showings, I do personally try and keep my showings to the weekend because I just feel like it works better for my schedule. Um, but yeah, I'll do some showings if I have to do that. Um, I like to spend at least an hour doing follow-ups with other clients as well, um, current clients that I have on my on my list. So I just make sure that they're all good. They have their questions answered. They're at the right place in their you know in their home buying journey that they need to be. If they need to get connected with anyone, I take the time to do that at least one hour a day. Um, and then I also like to spend a little bit of time. So. You know, I get back into some family mode and um, I make sure that the kids have had lunch and dinner and the whole family's eaten. And after that, um, I honestly, I get back on calls because I love to make my phone calls after 4 p.m. I've seen the most success um, actually making my calls later in the evening because people are busy. And pretty much nowadays, a lot of people, people are either working one or two jobs, you know, for the most part. And so it's hard to get a hold of people earlier in the morning, I've noticed. But um, I love making my calls from like 4 to 6, 4 to 6.30 at night. And then after the kids got tucked in for bed, um, I usually spend that time to lay in bed and kind of edit any current content, video content that I have and get that posted and uploaded on Instagram, Facebook, you know, social media platforms. So I guess I would say that I try to make at least you know, a post a day or every other day as far as social media goes. But I know it sounds chaotic, but that's that's my schedule. That's my life right now. I love it. Um, definitely a lot going on. I feel blessed that my husband can work from home for the most part. So he does spend a lot of time with the kids right now. Um, but we, you know, ping back and forth. If he's got to go out on a call, I have to jump in immediately. And that's, you know... That's what it is. Our kids are young right now, but we're hardworking parents that are out there to make a future for our family and leave behind a legacy truly for our kids. So we're very both very motivated and to get as much done in the day that we can. We've talked a bit and I can understand how how it goes, how your day you know plays out, but right. I think it's great that you still value working out, you value the family time, you value your clients. As a mom, it, it's constantly changing. But I love the structure that you have because that's your system that you've created. Yeah, you know, and it works for you. Definitely. I know the parts of real estate that make me giddy and excited, or any project that I'm doing that's creative and fun, and I I, I know those parts of it. Like, what would you say is the most exciting part of your business right now? For me, um, the top two things that I would say are the most exciting is when a client's deal closes. I mean, you're just, you have this rush of excitement, but also relief because I think a lot of people have this perception that real estate is pretty easy and it doesn't take that much work. You just look cute and sell houses. And honestly, that was a big wake up call because as soon as I joined real estate and I started doing deals, I'm like, that is the farthest thing from the truth. You better love doing real estate if you're going to be in real estate because you're giving up hours and hours and hours of your day and away from your family to make it happen for either that person, that individual, or that other family. So you really give your time away. Yeah, so, you know, giving that time away, but uh, honestly... The closing of the deal is just so exciting because all your hard work has come together to bring you to that moment. And, you know, some realtors, they can say like the paycheck, you know, um, but I think it's it's the feeling of accomplishment 
of all those little steps, all that time and effort you put in and seeing the the reaction on your client's face when they're like, it's finally done because it's not only stressful on the realtor, it's stressful most often on the client too. You don't know what situation they're in, if it's their first time buying a home or I think honestly, everyone I've talked to can say that they've been stressed many times throughout the home buying or home selling process. There's some times where things slip through for, you know, you're selling your home and you don't know, maybe financing slipped through for one of your buyers or you just, you know, there's lots of different things that can come up. So when it really just all comes to a close, it's a very exciting moment. I would say that being number one and number two for me is growing in the industry. So attending events and workshops where we get to learn about different facets of the industry like probate and uh, flipping houses and all these different kinds of things, wholesaling. There's so many different facets to real estate. And for me, it's just continuing to grow deeper and learn more about the industry as a whole and meeting and connecting with other professionals in the industry and creating those lifelong relationships. I love it, Steph. So can you tell me what your vision for your business is? You already kind of spoke to like what your goals are this year and connecting with the small business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think this, you know, we're in, in February now, 2024. What is next? For me, honestly, um, I really want to put myself out there as a seller's agent. I think I've shared that with you. Um, it's just something I am passionate about. I love working with buyers as well, but, um, you know, there's something about selling homes that is beautiful to me. I love that. And I love being able to create those connections with sellers and help them get to their next destination. I think that that's really exciting work. And so that, and also just building out my YouTube channel specifically for real estate That way I'm able to expand my reach. You know, you can only go so far. These personal relationships in person is amazing. And I never want to leave that part of the business. But being able to reach people further, um, like YouTube is one of the biggest platforms and it has been for years out there. And so to have a place where people can come and see new real estate in my in my area and i want to be able to speak on some different businesses in the area too that way people that are planning on moving in can get familiar with the area and also myself um, before working with me i love youtube i think youtube is great i don't spend enough time consuming stuff on there okay um but producing as an agent producing some content and like sharing it's also helpful for your current clients if they have additional questions and you've already answered some it's a, right. it's a great way to guide them a tool. Uh, to yeah a tool to guide them to answers that they may be even wanting to know during the process for those clients that like to be in the know like you know along the way absolutely and i, I love, love i love youtube nat because uh not everybody has an instagram i would say most people do but you're gonna think think of targeting you know there's a lot of people buying and selling houses that are baby boomers you know, they're in their 50s to 70s and they're not on Instagram, but a lot of them know how to work and use YouTube pretty fairly easily. So I want to be able to really be able to reach multiple generations on different social channels. Yeah. Be more accessible. And eventually, hopefully this podcast, I'll end up putting it on uh, YouTube as well. Everybody's been telling me, is it on YouTube? Is it on YouTube? I'm like, not yet. I'm not, I'm just focusing on audio right now, but yeah. Um, 
even, even real estate, you know, when I, when I get, I think I was telling you earlier, like when I get into doing more of the marketing stuff that I, I guess for me, like I have a plan for when I want to launch more time toward marketing. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think of myself, like, honestly, how can I be the most productive with my days? So if I have literally the other day, I had gone out with the family. We went to church. We came back. I had a client that I was showing houses to that day. And I had, I don't know, like 10 minutes. And I was at home. So I just quickly jumped on Instagram. I looked at some real um, inspirations and ideas. And I made a reel. Just like like that really quick. So you more work like on the spot. On the spot. So there's definitely times where I have very thought out um, marketing and video strategies. But I would say for the most part, I mean, it's all kind of planned up really quick. So like the other day I went to um, Rancho uh, for a meeting and I said, hey, I'm already gonna go out there. I already have my hair and makeup done. Why not make some extra content? I looked up some local homes in the area that I would love to sell and I reached out to the listing agent And we set something up to where I could go and tour that property and make video content. And I made it happen. After I was done doing the meeting that I had to do, I took probably 30, 45 minutes, drove over to that property, created recorded content, and that's gonna be coming out in the next couple days. So I'm a person that does things when I have the time. I don't have all the time in the day to be making content. So I squeeze things in wherever I can. So I hit my goals and my goal is to create content at least a couple times a week. So if I am not making that happen, I say, hey, where can I squeeze in a little bit of content time so I can add value to my clients? I mean, everybody has a different system that works for them, but when you are a mom, when you're busy, when you're on the go, you look at opportunities. And a lot of the people I speak to on the podcast, I I love talking about opportunities because I feel like that's the difference between running a a business, but like being successful. You know, you're not sitting down watching shows. You don't have time for that. You're out creating, you're not consuming. Okay. So I I loved how you were explaining that just now. I always like to know what makes people, not just your schedule and how you do your day to day, but like what drives you to create these goals for yourself and to reach them and to feel good about what you're doing. Honestly, I've just... I could say that I've always been a driven person. I always strive to achieve the most that I humanely and possibly can in one day. And I think shutting myself off is the hardest thing for me. I've just always been a go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. I believe that when your vision grows and when your vision becomes bigger for what you want out of life, it's not hard. You don't think twice about it. You just say, what do I got to do? And you get it done. I have a really big vision for my family, for you know, goals for us to hit, not only this year, but over my lifetime. Things that I want to leave behind for my children. So I just think about my why every single day when I wake up in the morning, like, why am I doing this? I remind myself and it just pushes me to make content. Like, honestly, I don't think twice about it. I just say, hey, where can I fit in? a little bit of content each and every day. What value can this bring? What questions can I answer today from my clients? And sometimes it's just enjoyable content like for people to watch, you know, things that help show my personality and who I am because at the end of the day, you're gonna attract clients who like everything about you. You know, you wanna attract clients that you wanna work with too, right? That you get along and all of that. So with that being said, I think nowadays, people are looking to connect and work with on as far as social media goes, people who are they're drawn to. And so that's my goal is to share 
who I am, my persona, my family life, like all the things that are important to me on my social media channels. So I try to create content really just revolving around that in general. Yeah. And Steph, I love picking your brain on this too, because I do see you extremely driven and, and it's exciting and encouraging to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I've had people ask me for advice for you know different things, whether it's real estate or other projects. When someone asks you for advice, how do you manage dealing with that and also with, with the time? Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that I have to be very particular with my time and who I give it to now just because it's so limited. I mean, between my family, my two babies, and my clients, like, you know, there's not a lot of time left over. So my goal is to just be of highest value in the shortest amount of time that I can. So if anyone asks me questions or, you know, regarding business, whatever it might be, advice, I do try and cut out a little bit of time for it because at the end of the day, relationships are very important. And my goal is to always be building and bettering the relationships that I do have. Like nurturing your relationships is also something that I want to focus on not only this year, but for the rest of my life. Because hey, life is short and let's have the best relationships that we can with others. Whether they're future clients or not, you got to consider this. I mean, being in business as well, the better relationships you have with people, the more they're going to refer you to people looking for your industry, your work, your business. So any relationships I have, that's what I'm focused on this year is uh, building out those good relationships and providing people as much value as I can in a short amount of time. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it, Steph, so much. Thank you uh, for sharing about your journey and how you do life in, in real estate. I think that this is providing value to new realtors out there, realtors that are you know trying to juggle and balance their um, their time. And whoever else just loves you and is going to support you by watching this, by listening to this and watching this. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, yeah. I love that. So Steph, what advice do you have for new real estate agents, newly licensed agents? Oh, I love that question. You know, I think that too many times when you're new to an industry, it's so easy to give up on something because you're at a loss for information or you can't figure something out or you don't have the resources necessary to take that next step. Like I had mentioned in other businesses that I had done in the past. And my biggest piece of advice, number one for starters, to see it through. If you don't give something at least a couple couple years, how are you gonna know if you would have been successful in it or not? You really have to give it your full out effort for a couple years. I would say at least a minimum of three years to see if it's gonna work out for you. Just like in dating, right? When you first start dating someone, you can't just, go on what I mean unless it was terrible you know but you cannot just assume that it's not going to be great you know it's good to always give something a little bit of time to make a good educated decision my biggest piece of advice for new realtors is to focus not on knowing everything you're not going to know everything when you first enter the industry the most important thing for you to focus on is learning little things day by day because your compounded understanding of real estate in general is gonna come with time. That's what's gonna be valuable. That's when you're gonna be valuable to other people is when you have compounded intelligence in the industry. You know, you've spent the time, you've taken the time, 
to connect with other professionals in the industry. And like we were talking about earlier, there's so many different facets of industry. You're not gonna learn how to be a buyer's agent, how to be a seller's agent, how to do probate, how to flip houses, how how to do, you know, all these different facets of real estate, you're not gonna learn it all in one day. You're not gonna learn it all in one month. Everything is gonna come with time and it's about that compounded interest, just focus on that knowledge, learning little bits every single day, creating systems, what works for you? Like what can you accomplish in your day, day to day that's gonna help you become a better realtor long-term? So that's what I do. I focus on learning little bits every day and then also executing your day-to-day activities consistently. So that's another thing for new realtors is you can't expect to do your day-to-day activities every now and then or once a week or prospecting. I mean, these are things that need to be done on a daily basis. And if you're not doing them on a daily basis, well, that's why your business probably isn't growing, you know? So I think it's just being real with ourselves as people and understanding that this does take time. It does take a lot of effort and no, it's not easy. But as long as you put in the time and the effort and you're passionate about it, it's gonna drive you to where you're trying to go. So to be patient with yourself and also understand, hey, every day as long as I can focus on learning one new thing today and getting some of my daily goals done and being consistent with my actions, I will see results. It's understanding that things come with time and that the results will come. You know, it's the law of like volume. The more you put out, the more you're gonna get back. The more seeds you sow, the more relationships that you build with people, it will eventually come back to you. You're not gonna have no return. That's that's impossible. If you're putting out, putting out, putting out, and you're doing activities that are proven to help grow your business, you will see a return. So. I hope this motivated, you know, the new realtors to really put in that effort every single day and watch, just sit back and watch as your business grows. That's so great stuff. I can already think of at least four people that I'm going to send this out to because I know it would help them and the conversations I've had with them. I, I think whenever I meet new new agents like at a networking event, I'm like, let's get together and get coffee. And then what's really cool is like recently when I did that with a really cool girl that I'm friends with now. She had some other contact unrelated to real estate, but that helped another another project that I'm working on. Like she had uh, manufacturers in China and like gave oh, me wow. three leads and she did like a ton of like research to get these top uh, manufacturers. And, oh, and I happen good. to need that for someone. So I was like, give me that contact. Yeah. So you just never know. Like you go in there thinking I'm going to go help somebody, but then they help someone else that you're helping. And so going back to that, like law of reciprocity, like being there for your clients and doing more and it coming back to you, Absolutely. you know, putting out extra. I totally believe in that. And I, I'm so thankful that you're, that you shared that. Everything's you know? full circle. Like it all yeah. comes back and the more people, you know, the better you don't have to have a, like a really close relationship with every single person that you meet, but you just never know how you're going to be able to collaborate or their service will help somebody else, you know, in the future. Absolutely. So Steph, how is it going at PAC? Yes, so PAC Home Realty, what does it stand for? Professional, accountable, knowledgeable agents. So collectively, that's what we represent ourselves as, as individuals and as a brokerage. And my favorite thing about the brokerage that I'm with 
is the fact that we're all a family. We like to call each other our PAC family. When we refer to other agents, you know, or just anyone working within PAC, um, hey, that's the PAC family. And we have really become very close. I mean, all of us, you know, if we need something, I know that I can pick up my phone and and reach out to my PAC family for anything that I might need. One of my other favorite things is we have an accountability group chat that we have going. And it's great because every morning I wake up, there's already somebody else that's awake. I mean, there's been select days that I'm the first one up, but mostly, um, you know. What What time is a wake up call? 4 a.m. <laughs> Usually the, the earliest that somebody is up is around 4 a.m. And there's a couple in there that get their day started that early. And I mean, it's my day is normally anywhere from 5 to 6, you know, when I wake up. Um, normally around 5 a.m. But um, yeah, there's always someone up before me. And that's so motivating to me. Because when I wake up, there's already people up and at it, you know. And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm the next one. Like, let's get the day started. Let's get going. And to be a part of a community, I think that that's extremely important, um, not only in real estate, but in real life, you know, we want to be a part of something. And I think that we're just driven and pulled towards that. You know, nobody wants to be doing something alone. Maybe there are people are that like that kind of lifestyle, but I would say for the most part, we're all naturally drawn to want to work together, work collaboratively with other people. And you know what? I'm going to pause you there because that actually brings me back to what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. You did mention a couple times how isolated everyone's become. And so that was a connecting point there. You know, I've seen you post some stuff from PAC and I see that you guys are throwing on events and you're, you know, that you're, you have that community environment, which I think is valuable to many different industries, but specifically with real estate, when there's so many brokerages out there that do things so differently. Right. That is one distinguishing factor that I've come to see through your posts about PAC. And so speaking on the going back to just talking about how everyone's become more isolated over the years and how that's brought a lot of stress and anxiety. And it's brought like a lot of pain to certain people because they don't almost don't even know how to ask questions if they have them, right? Or like, what if I'm bothering them or something? And one thing I do intentionally is I have always been a phone person. I always like texting or calling. And if I think of someone that, you know, something like, say I see something on the road and it reminds me of you, I'll send you a text like, hey, I'm thinking about you or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the way that I connect. And then I'll call someone, leave a message. I used to do this a lot before COVID. Uh-huh. Um, all through undergrad, I would call people and like leave a message because I knew they'd hear it later you know, and they'd have some sort of, they'd comment back, like, thanks for that message or whatever. But yeah, post-COVID, so much has changed. What are you seeing in your clients? What are you seeing in, like, your coworkers? Like, how are, how are you working to change that? Because you're doing a lot of cold calling. You're doing a lot of active reaching out. Yeah, definitely. I would say, gosh, I mean, throughout COVID, yeah, people just will really honestly withdrawed from having real relationships. I mean, this could, I could, I could, totally only be speaking for myself, but I, I've spoken to so many people that I know that I'm not the only one going through that. And I did develop this social anxiety, honestly, throughout COVID, like over the past couple of years, because everything just became over text. And then doing things in person was more rare, like it almost non-existent, you know? So with that being said, upon joining PAC, I was forced, I was in an uncomfortable, I forced myself, but I put myself in an uncomfortable position around people who were constantly commuting, communicating with each other. And so as uncomfortable as it was for me in the beginning, because I was so 
used to just being inside my little shell and only talking to, you know, the four or five people that I always talked to, it was a little nerve wracking for me to get out there and to create relationships and to cold call and do all of that. But once I got in the rhythm of it, it started to become and feel natural. And I enjoy my conversations now. I actually look forward to them. And it was with the help of my coworkers and my colleagues, seeing when you see somebody else do it, it makes it you it makes you know that it's possible for you too. As uncomfortable as, as it is gonna be for you in the beginning, it helps you, it motivates you and says it inspires you to say, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. And I have been motivated and inspired by many of my colleagues. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that because I've truly seen such a change, honestly, in myself. I don't think I've ever seen such a big change as I have as when I joined this company. So I'm super grateful to the company. I see myself developing a lot as a person and growing. And I 100% contribute that to not only the colleagues in my company, but having a great CEO that not only, um, you know, owns the company, but he truly, he he's a speaker for the company, he's an advocate, he has great leadership skills. And that's what it takes to run a great company. I mean, he's setting the bar, setting the example. You know, as far as all these chats and all that, not only him being the CEO, but other leaders within the company, they're doing the same thing we are on a daily basis. So it's also motivating as well to not only have someone that you look up to because they're the owner or they're higher in the ladder than you, but because they're actually doing all the hard work that you are on a daily basis as well. So very motivating as far as leadership goes. That's really great. I was thinking about how um, that really speaks to just like the culture, how important culture is in any organization and brokerage. Sounds like you guys have good culture and you landed in a fun spot in a great place. Absolutely. The culture is so much fun. Um, As much as we work hard, we also celebrate each other's wins. And that's something else I love. I mean, it's hard to be, I've never seen or been in an environment where it's not as competitive. You know what I mean? All the other industries I've been in, it's like everyone's so, you know, it's been, you know, I'm a female and I've been in, or a woman and I've been in, you know, the beauty industry and all these different industries that just feel so competitive. But what I love about PAC and why it feels so at home to me is because my colleagues feel like family members that are truly rooting me on. And we all celebrate each other's wins. It's truly and honestly such a beautiful, genuine thing that I've never experienced before in my life. And so that's another reason why joining this brokerage has been completely life-changing for me. I mean, I feel like I have people who are truly on my team and on my side rooting me on, who never make me feel less than them, even though they might have 50 times more successes than me when I started. You know what I mean? So to have people who are celebrating you all all throughout the brokerage, I mean, it's it's incredible. And they're just there to help share their knowledge and wisdom. So yeah. I really respect that from them as well. So I feel like all of your creative ventures have been really exciting to see, even that 85% we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and with the cosmetology and you having the babies at that time in your life. Right. I think it's been cool to see how you can apply. It's not like you don't, you lose that set of skills. Like you, it's just another skill set in your tool belt that you can apply. And 
it it matters and it means something as the way you the whole Stephanie comes together to create value for your for your clients. Yes. You know, it's like we're we're little parts of how we learn and how we grow and then we are able to share our what we learn and share who we are with the world. Absolutely. Well, uh, just speaking on that, I think you know, when you're going through something and um, or you're in an industry and it doesn't work out for you, you don't have to see it as a loss. I think the most exciting thing is, is that it's a beautiful thing. Um, whether it didn't work out for you, it doesn't matter why because you had kids and you couldn't pursue it anymore because of time restraints. No matter what it is, everything that happens is for a reason. And I totally am a believer of that. I believe that God brings together and gives you all these different skills to land you where you're ultimately supposed to be. And as much as I never thought I was going to be a real estate agent, nothing in my life that I've done has felt more natural. So yes, it's a lot of learning and new things that don't feel natural. But after learning the most important facets of the business, it does feel natural to me. And I'm like, I can't believe I never thought of this, you know? So I'm thankful And I understand now that everything that I went through in my life has just brought me to this moment here and was meant for this moment here. So, you know, beauty school, doing video editing, photography, all of that has tied together to create who I am as a real estate agent today. So I'm just completely and utterly thankful that, you know, God kept me going on my journey And even during the hardest moments and the moments where you don't understand why, you know, I think everyone has that point in their life or their career or their journey where they say, why is this happening? Or why didn't it happen? Why didn't it happen that way? Why didn't it happen that way? Why wasn't I successful at this then? You know, you wonder why, but everything is so beautiful because it brings you to where you are supposed to be. Yeah. So I love that. I love that question. I love that question. I love that topic. There's been too many times in my life where I sat wondering, why is this happening? Why I deserved, I put in the hard work. I deserve to be here or to have this happen or to be successful at this. And it didn't work out. But it's because God had a different plan. That's that's what it comes down to, in my opinion. God was like, nope, you don't know what I have for you. You know, all of this is to get you to this place. Like he already, he has a plan for us. So there's no reason to worry because no matter where you are, God is preparing you for your next, for your next step in life, for, for your next chapter. That's beautiful stuff. That's extremely powerful, you know, and that reminder that you've been guided through this process and it's still, this is like the beauty of life that it's still ongoing, yeah. you know, and sometimes, like you said, you don't acknowledge that it's God, mm-hmm. but if you're a believer, <laughs> you know, you can get caught up somewhere else, but you realize Definitely. this is his journey for you. And when you get to that point you realize what he's doing, when you can kind of see little glimpses of, of how, how, what your life looks like right now that you didn't envision five years ago or 10 years right. ago, it just brings you that peace and reassurance that he's always been there, you yeah. know? And I, and I want to say too, like, you know, we, we all have this grand master plan for our lives, but God already has a plan. He already has a concrete plan. He already knows what's going to happen in our lives. So while we're sitting here worrying and wondering and, and having our little anxieties, God's already like, 
it's okay. Like I already know what's next for you and there's nothing to worry about. So I think that's important. You know, if you do have your faith is to know that God already has a plan for you and that he's already executed it perfectly and there's nothing to worry about. All that matters is that you keep doing your job and God's going to show you the way he's going to show you your future. That's lovely. I love it. Yay. I love you. Thank you so much for adding that. Yeah, I thought that was a nice little cherry on top. No, that's perfect. I didn't want to forget about God because it's just, it's it, God has been such an important part in my life and in my journey. And I wouldn't be here or who I am today without him and all the prayers that I've prayed to God. So, and looking back, you know, as a kid, like I never thought that I would be who I am today also so that's really exciting and inspiring for my future as well because i'm like if god could do this much in such a short amount of time i can only imagine the wonderful plans that he has for my future and the next 20 years and the next 20 years you know so so perfect thank you god stay faithful you guys yes. i'm excited for you stuff i'm excited for what's to come i love hearing about your journey and um, i look forward to our conversations so thank you so much. You've provided so much value and I'm excited to hear what people say about the episode. Yes, I'm very excited and hope that this can just bring so much value, motivation and inspiration to anyone listening. Yeah.